Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, Lisa Famoletti drops in the studio to talk about cherry blossoms, marathons in other cities, running around our city, and just her general running story. Um, but first, I, I would be remiss if I, if I didn't mention that Lisa and I met at a little tiny store in the city called the Rochester Running Company, owned by some guy whose name I can't remember. Uh, Jimmy, Johnny, Joan, John, John. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we met at Rochester Running Company where Jonathan Griffiths gave us a big group hug and brought us all together like he is so want to do. Um, anyways, okay, enough of that. Uh, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of runners just like you. Hey. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. Thank you for bringing the beverages. Oh, not a problem. I mean, Fifth Frame is one of my favorite breweries in the city, so I figured we're close by it, and mm-hmm. I work right around the corner, so I had to stop and get it. Nice. I hope this doesn't turn into an episode of, like, drunk history, and it'll, it'll be, like, drunk running. Like, later we'll have to go reenact this, like, out in the streets. We could, we could do that. We'll play I mean, it back. And... It's, this part of the city is a little sketchy to run in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, it's not wouldn't be the first time that more than one beer was consumed on oh, the podcast. Well, this will be fantastic then mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. knows what i will end up saying by the end of this this will be fantastic <laughs> cheers to us this is live live to tape yes great <laughs> so um yeah i i mentioned cherry blossoms mm-hmm. in the opening you just came back yes that was a very that's an interesting story actually how i ended up participating in the cherry blossom okay <clears throat> excuse me because i actually was not supposed to do it so Cherry Blossom is a lottery pick. I don't know if many people know that or not. Cherry Blossom is a very large race. And it's super competitive, right? Yes. And I was reading about it on their website, and I didn't know, but I guess back in the day, part of the reason why it became popular is because it was, for many Boston Marathon runners, that was their like last pre-race or big big run before the marathon. So that's part of the reason why it became so popular. Had no idea. Hmm. But I did not get picked for the lottery but two of my good friends got picked for the lottery. So the plan was for always for us friends from high school to go down and to do this run. And I told my one friend, I was like, well, since I didn't get picked, I'm going to still come down no matter what. And she was like, I will find a bib for you. She's like, people drop out all the time. I'm going to find you a bib. She's like, don't worry about it. So it's getting closer and closer to the race. And I actually thought my one friend was going to drop out. And I was like, I'll just take her bib and like whatever. And she ended up not dropping out. So it's like Friday and we're on our way down to D.C. and I packed all my running stuff, but I'm still like not sure if I'm running or not. And she texts me and she's like, I got you a bib. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so exciting. And then I was like, wait, for the 5K or the 10 mile? Because I was like, <laughs> if she thinks I'm doing the 5K, like, oh, God. Uh, like, I'm be- I know. I'm become one of those people. I'm like, oh, well, you know, if I'm really going to do it. And so she's like, no, for the 10 mile. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm so excited. So we're going down. I'm like, yes, I got a bib now. All this stuff. And so then 
we go, so the race is on Sunday. We drove down Friday to go spend time with my friend who lives down there. So Saturday, we're walking around. We walked all over. And Saturday night, I have blisters on the back of my heels. I am icing my ankle, icing, I have like three ice packs on me, two on my ankle, one on my knee. (laughs) And my one friend looks at me and she's like, are you sure you want to do this tomorrow? She's like, she's like, just walk the 5k with us. And I was like, no, I did not come down here. I'm like, no, I'm determined to do the 10 mile. And so my friend was like, okay, I'll meet you in the lobby of the hotel at 645. And we'll just like go from there. She texts me at 630. And she's like, are you sure you how are you feeling? You're sure you want to do this? And I was like, I don't know. I'm still deciding. Get down to the lobby, and I'm like, I'm doing this. And I was like, but I said to them, I was like, I'm not going to, you know, go out and try to PR this or, like, run my hardest or anything like that. And then the other real kicker is, too, is so Cherry Blossom, they do it by corrals and by colors. And so because this, I took somebody else's bib, I was, like, looking up the colors the night before, and I'm like, oh, my God, I am in the first corral. I'm like, how? You're racing. Yeah. I'm like, how fast is this woman whose bib that I took? And I'm like, oh, my God. And I asked my friend. She's like, oh, yeah, she used to run in college and all that stuff. I'm like, great. So I make it to the race literally just on time. Like, I'm crossing the street, and they're like, the time is now 7.26. We will be starting promptly at 7.30 with the elite men. And I'm like, oh, my God, booking it up there. I look at the corral and I'm like, there's no way I'm running a seven minute mile in this in this yellow corral. I'm like, I'm dropping back. So I drop back to the red corral and we start and there's people flying by me and I'm just like, good luck, have fun. I'm like, oh, look, it's so pretty. Capital. Like, oh. And then like my first mile is 833 and I was pretty happy with that. And then my second mile was like 840 and I was pretty happy with that. And then my third mile was like 842 and I'm like, you're doing pretty good for being hurt and just being like, I want to come out and run today. So after the first 5K, I was like, that's it. I'm setting a goal. My goal is to not go over nine-minute mile. Mm-hmm. I did. I was very happy with myself. I finished in 128, which I'm pretty sure it's a PR. I'm not going to lie. I don't really keep track of those sort of things. Like, I do, but I don't. It sounds like you kind of do. I think I – well, the only reason why <laughs> I knew, like, I did pretty good was because last year at Boilermaker, which is 9.3 miles, I finished in 125, and I finished, you know, 10-miler in 128. So I was pretty happy with myself. So mm-hmm. I was like – then that's the st- the story of Cherry. And then I was like really happy. And then the rest of the day I was like, let's go drink beer and hang out. And they're like, we need to go home and drive seven <laughs> seven hours in a car. I'm like, awesome. Great. So, yeah. So but spontaneous racing. Yeah. Not I so mean, bad. No. So wait a minute. They got in the lottery mm-hmm. to walk the 5K. Well, they actually got in for the 10 miler. We all applied for the 10 miler. And then if you – Make it in the lottery for the 10-miler. You can switch down to the 5K if you want to. Mm -hmm. They did run the 5K. They ended up running it, and they did the 5K and all of that. My one friend, um, she was actually training for the 10-mile and was very, like, determined to do it. And then, like, a couple weeks before, she got hurt. Mm -hmm. And so her training just kind of fell apart, and she didn't want to take the chance. She was probably much smarter than I was. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, I don't know why something about me inside was like, you came down here. This is like something you really wanted to do and don't let the fear stop you from doing this. Cause I was also like, if I got hurt or something major happened, like they have medics. That's why there's medics on the courses. Like no one said like I couldn't jump off or something like that. So that's part of why I did it. Now were you, you didn't go down there with an injury. You just got hurt from walking around and some some uh, non-functional but highly fashionable shoes? A little bit of both, actually. <laughs> so I 
don't know how or when this happened, but according to my brother-in-law, who is an athletic trainer, I have tendonitis in my foot. Hmm. Um, and so my foot was hurting. My ankle had been kind of hurting. I actually did speed camp uh, Tuesday with Drew um, at Rochester Running Company. And Drew was just like, don't be a hero if your leg is hurting you. But I, at that time, I didn't know if I was running the 10 miles or not. I didn't know if I was running the race. So I was like, I'm going to keep doing my regular plan for the week. If I was knew I was doing the race, I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have been doing my regular miles and things like that. Right. But, um, yeah, and I just kept hearing Drew in my head on on Don't Sunday. Be Don't be a hero. Exactly. He gets in your head. He gets in there. It's amazing how he gets in your head. Like, I hear him, like, when I'm running up hills, like, like just, like, look up and keep running and keep going. And it's, yeah, he just gets in your head. But maybe that's, I mean, he's a teacher, so he's, maybe that's He's why. a teacher and a coach. I know. That's, yeah. like... That's the that's how they knows both ears like <laughs> it's, a, it's a deathly combination right there it really yeah. is so. so all right so cherry blossom sounds like it was fun mm-hmm. so you're in DC last week mm-hmm. you travel a lot for running you go to a lot of different places um you know I have some friends who are doing the whole need to run um, a half or a marathon in every state mm. so um. I don't think I'm that determined, but I will admit I do like traveling for races. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's an excuse to go places and see things and yeah. visit friends who live in other places of mm-hmm. the country. Um, like I signed up for Baltimore uh, in October because okay. one of my friends lives down there. So I'm going to do the Baltimore half in October. I signed up for that. So That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I like traveling for races too. And I, you know. I don't know. It's kind of I'm kind of notorious for complaining about road marathons. I don't really <laughs> like them. I but I do like them as an excuse to go somewhere, yeah. you know. And yeah. uh we did the DC marathon a couple of years ago and okay. we had like 8 of us in this big house and it was awesome. It was like it was the G Street crew, you know. We were all <laughs> on G Street and it was like the real world, mm-hmm. you know, except with foam rollers. <laughs> <laughs> so true and so it was really cool and so we didn't do anything last year and then it started bubbling and it started bubbling hey what do you think and i'm Mm -hmm. like "Ah, i told you road marathon and they're like philadelphia let's go Mm -hmm. so i signed up for the philadelphia marathon that's a good one yeah Mm -hmm. all right um my first half marathon was in Philadelphia and for me I think that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made and I went with one of my friends who talked me into it okay so she could mark um, Pennsylvania off of her list oh, she okay. talked she's like I signed up for the Philadelphia half you should do it with me and this is how she got me to do it so my friend Francesca who is we all a lot of people know her who are probably listening to this if they run with Russia running company uh, I call her I, I say that she's slightly a little crazy when it comes to running, but like in a good way. So we were like out one night like hanging out and I had never done a half marathon. And we were I was like two drinks in. She's like one drink in. Like if you know Francesca, she drinks like one glass of wine with ice in it. So I don't I don't even like call it like a full <laughs> glass. And she's like, what Like, what have you been training for? Like, what have you been running for? I'm like, nothing. I'm like, I've just been doing the long runs at Rochester Running Company on Saturdays. And she's like, what's your longest run so far? And I'm like, I don't know, I think like 10 or 11 miles. I'm like, you know, I think like that's, you know, that's where I'm at. And she's like, so you could totally do a half marathon. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do a half marathon. Like, I'm not interested in doing a half marathon. And she's like, I'm going to Philly in a month and a half. You're ready for it. Like, sign up for it. 
again, if people know Francesca, she <laughs> talks you into anything. So next thing I know, I'm pulling out my credit card and I'm signing up for the Philly. Right there. For the Philly, right, See, right that's, there. And that's then. like the worst thing that mobile phones have done oh for us. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I know. And don't check your bank account after you do it either because no. then you're just like, what did I do? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I got signed up for the Philly half. Yeah, well, that's sort of the way that it happened for me as well, which is like, hey, I'm signed up and uh, we're going to go. And I was like, okay, great. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) And then you got your phone in your hand and you realize the price is going up Mm -hmm. in a week. And then you're like, you know, you're going to sign up. Right. So why even bother to wait? Right. And then click and you're like, oh, I just, I just did it. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly. And then you're like, oh, but now I got to do all the training that comes with this Mm -hmm. too. So. I'm I'm gonna start training soon. <laughs> I really am. Yeah, I'm legitimately gonna train. Um, you know, though, for me, I don't know. I mean, so people got the Boston allure and mm-hmm. the qualifying for Boston and just getting the BQ. I, I ooh, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like a BQ is a real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I've got my marathon PR is like a three forty one. That's good. Right. And I worked my butt off for the 3.4. I don't even know what it would look like to try to run a 3.39. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, and the goal was a 3.40 at that time. I had run like a, a four. You know, four was kind of where I'm at as a comfortable marathon when I'm actually running. Yeah. Uh, like, a, you know, I'm not racing and I know I'll make it to the end. Right. And I'm not puking kind yeah. of marathon. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine like – 320, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm 40. Mm-hmm. The time is like a 310. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No bueno. Oh, I know? know. And they keep changing it. And yeah. I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, people ask me, a couple people have asked me if like Boston is a goal of mine. And I'm like, first, I've never done a marathon. I honestly have, as of right now, I have zero interest in doing a marathon. Many people have told me that that will change, that I will hit a certain age and that I'll have something to prove to myself and that I'll do a marathon. But I give props to anybody who does a marathon because part of the reason why I don't want to train for it, that's like extreme dedication. And like I have seen the people who literally are weighing their food and like are doing ex- like yeah. the the regiment and all that stuff and like getting up and putting in the miles. And it's like, it's like, you know, like sometimes I barely want to get up to brush my teeth before going to bed. So it's like doing that is not – does not sound that appealing to me. So. Right, but you do run half marathons. I do and run you half did marathons. sort of just wing a 10 mile. <laughs> that, so. That's true. I mean, I try to stay in shape in case those things happen, but mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, who knows? Maybe one day Francesca and I will be sitting at a bar and we'll be like 50 years old and she'll be like, I'm doing a marathon tomorrow. You should do it. And I'll just sign up. Jonathan is trying to talk me into doing uh, the Marine Corps uh, marathon and, um, it, it's failing right now. With well, him. it doesn't seem like it's going to stick this year. He he told me I should just walk it, that I should sign up and like run as much as I can and then walk it. And then, but then there, but then there's the competitiveness in me is like, but why would I do that? I hear right. Drew in my head being like, if you're going to do it, do it. Right. <laughs> so is it, um, so, you know, talking a little bit about the, the motivations or the training is a big deal, but you run all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're running. Yeah. But are you like, um, I could never run 26.2 miles or I'm just plain old not interested in it. I think it's a little bit. See, I think if I put in the training, I could do mm-hmm. the 26 miles. Um, mm-hmm. But for me right now, just just putting in that type of time, 
Mm-hmm. And like it's hard enough sometimes right now to like black out like Saturday mornings to go with Rochester Running Company, you know, like and right now we've been running consistently like 10 to 11 miles. So sometimes it's hard just to block that time out on Saturdays and being mm-hmm. like 7.30 to 9.30 or 10 o'clock is going to be, you know, just that. So and then usually afterwards, honestly, by the time I'm done with like 11, I mean, in, in half marathons too, and even at the 10 mile, like I hit, uh, I hit about seven miles at the Cherry Blossom and I was starting to hurt. And most of the time when I'm like really training for half marathons, I hit about 10 miles and I start to like kind of hurt. That's when mm-hmm. I'm, that's when I start like, am I done yet? And then I got to start, you know, get out of your mental head of being like, yeah. I start to hear Nemo in my head. I'm just being like, just keep swimming. Just keep, <laughs> like, I'm just like, just keep running. And then every time, like, I'm like, you're one step closer. Like literally you're one step closer. Like that's what I keep thinking in my head and just being like you're one step closer to going home and showering and having a beer like clear, clearly <laughs> I'm, I'm people are gonna think i have a drinking problem because i keep talking about beer but i feel like a lot of runners we run and well there's drink beer. you know people run for brownies people run for whatever <laughs> That's true. That's some people point. run for beer so. i run for beer yeah so. uh <laughs> nemo this their <laughs> first nemo reference on the podcast pretty sure oh good i feel special um so okay but you're consistently running 10 11 miles so mm-hmm. what is your favorite distance to run what do you like to do honestly race wise or just like Hmm, i don't know i think races like honestly like 10ks are like a sweet spot because 5ks like running three miles i've gotten to the point where it feels like it's just not enough but like running like a nice like six miles like you feel like you've accomplished something and you feel great throughout the rest of the day so I'm fine running like up to 10, 11, like if I need to, like if I'm tra- if I'm training for something. But honestly, like if I don't have a half, if I'm not signed up for a half or something like that, I'm probably going to run about six miles and be like and call it a day and like go home. So, so six miles, like to run about an hour yeah. and, and be done with it. Yeah. 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 So are you a year round runner? Run through the winter? <laughs> I call myself a a hibernator. Um, Yeah, I'm one of those. So I probably – it's funny because actually today before coming here, I was scrolling through my my Twitter. And so I ran outside with Rochester Running Company until about uh, early December. And then I hibernated and I came back in like February, but probably – mostly March. Like there gets gets a point where I'm like, okay, you really need to – get back outside but i will admit i go i run on the treadmill so yeah. i'm running but i'm not running outside mm-hmm. uh i do take i'm also realistic with myself and know that like around the holidays like i'm probably gonna have a hard time fitting in getting to the gym or even getting outside and running some people can do it god bless them for me sometimes it's just really hard so i just i just know mm-hmm. like Maybe going to the signing up for Orange Theory class instead, signing up for what next one of those is better than, you know, making the commitment to myself to go on my own running. So, um, but usually like December, January is kind of like a, a lull in running. And then February hits and I'm like, you need to get your butt back in gear. And then by March, I'm usually back outside. So, but yeah, I hibernate. Yeah, well, you know, you live in Rochester, so you're only <laughs> hibernating six to seven months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So um, you keep mentioning the Saturday runs, mm-hmm. um, the Rochester Running Company runs. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's that? That seems pretty key to your running. It is. So, um, so actually, 
how I started with Rochester Running Company was actually not with the group runs on Saturdays. Those came actually much I shouldn't say much later, but they came later. So how I found out about Rochester Running Company was from my friend Dan. Um, my friend Dan, there's a group of us that kind of run together. Um, we do a lot of races and, like, we'll travel together. That's my group that I travel with to, like, go do races and stuff like that. Like, we did a half in Vermont um, this past December. November? November. That was a lot of fun. Very hilly. Um, Vermont. Oh, I know. It ain't flat. Well, <laughs> They said it was flat. The description's like flat. And then we all looked at each other like flat for Vermont or flat for us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Vermont ain't flat. No, it's not. So, um, but we were talking about like our goals for running and I was like, oh, I think this year my goal for running is to get faster. I, at that point, like the six, the 10 Ks was like my sweet spot. And I was like, I know I can run six miles very consistently. I'm like, I can get up off the couch right now and go run six miles if needed. And I was like, but so now I wanted to get faster. And Boilermaker was kind of like my, you need to get faster for sort of thing. So we were talking about it and Dan was like, oh, you should go check out the store called Rochester Running Company. They do speed workouts on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of them. And he's like, yeah, they're in college town. Like definitely go check them out. So I was like super nervous about going and I, again, like overcome your fear factor and I went and I I actually think I made sure Dan was going like one night. I was like, are you going tonight? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, then I can go. Um, so I went to a Tuesday workout and I was exhausted afterwards, like in a, in a great way. Like mm-hmm. I just remember like I got home and I was just like, holy hell, what just happened to you? That was a workout. That, yeah. I was like, you have not experienced something like that. So the next week I went back and then Jonathan was like, so do you just want to sign up for a year? And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for, for a year. And that was, that was kind of it. And then, um, so that summer I actually didn't do group runs with them that summer. So I signed up for speed camp like in May and it wasn't until September that I started doing maybe August, September that I started doing the long runs on Saturday. So um and then like when i started doing them i was like why didn't you do these before Mm -hmm. like i I, and i and i honestly like i don't know why i don't know if it was because of getting up early on a saturday morning didn't sound appealing to me at that time i was playing softball in buffalo on friday night so i'd usually go to buffalo and i'd spend the night and then like the thought Mm -hmm. of getting up even earlier to come back but you know running even at that time when i was running my shorter distances running six miles with a group was way better than like mm-hmm. running six miles on my own. Yeah. It's um I I've done I've gone back and forth like to dial. I trained for my first marathon all by myself. Oh. And I, I me and audiobooks. <laughs> like Game of Thrones and and me. That's that's what it was. And and I think maybe if I had listened to something a little happier, mm. maybe those twenty milers mm. would have been. That's a good I point. Mean, Game of Thrones, and I Lots was listening. Of yeah, and I was listening to this other series called Wheel of Time, and it's like an epic fantasy series. It was like <laughs> three hundred no, hours. Oh, I get it. I get. It, it was like three hundred hours of nobody smiling. Oh God! Just yeah, people getting killed. Yeah, <laughs> and and it was kind of miserable. Yeah, it's depressing. You know? And then so I started running with people, and it was mm-hmm. great. And I did my best running when I was running with a group of people. Yeah. Then life happens. 
and you start running separately again. Yep. And you start to and, – and I do like the isolation of trails and definitely. But there you can be alone on trails together. Mm-hmm. Like that's a – you can do that. Mm-hmm. And I think as, even in running long distances, like you do the 13-mile with Rochester Running Company, you can – you can still be alone for some of those miles. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Runners, we have that way of running right next to each other and giving each other a space and not talking. Yeah. At least yeah. some of us do. Yeah, there's so many races that I do. It actually happened um, at the last Johnny's race this past this past March. There was a woman who I saw. We kind of started together. Um, and I knew I had seen her actually at the Saturday group runs and I couldn't remember her name, but we ran in the same pace group a couple times on Saturdays and I lost track of her somewhere throughout the race. And then one of those turns on the course, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> and then, um, but then it got back towards the end. Like we got like right into, um, where like those, the townhouses are in Cornhill, like where Tony D's is and stuff mm-hmm. like that for the apartments. And I saw her again, and we were keeping pace with each other the whole entire way to the finish. And then, you know, across the finish line, and then I'm like, I need water, and I'm trying to recover. And I saw her inside, and I went up to her, and I was just like, it was like, you did an awesome job. Thank you, like, so much. I was trying to keep pace with you at the end. And she was like, I was trying to keep pace with you at the end. And some t- I, I really, and that's not the first time that I've gone up to somebody and I've said that, and that's not the first time somebody has said that to me after a race. And those, that's like meaningful to me because it's, it just kind of reminds you like you really are like in it together. Like as, as individual of a sport as running is, we're an odd community mm-hmm. and we come <laughs> together and we support each other in any type of way that we can, even if it's on the course of just being like nice job and, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, those things are those sort of things are nice. Yeah, and and that group run is what's what's it at Rochester Running Company like ten fifteen people on a Saturday? Oh my God, no! There's a lot. Of, <laughs> I, I, if it's cold out, maybe because I'm not there. So <laughs> <laughs> I um, wouldn't know. Right? Yeah, but uh, a couple weekends ago when it was really nice out, I'd have to say that there was. Pro- I mean, probably at least you know fifty to sixty or more. So yeah. depending, on- I mean, it's it gets really big. I mean, I was yeah. kind of just joking, but it it gets huge mm-hmm. there. And the cool thing is, you got. You got um, all different speeds, mm-hmm. right? And you're starting in the city in a common place and all that. So it's cool for people to all be able to meet there and run. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, the Saturday, 7.30, it, just get up and go meet your friends and run. It can be a huge motivator. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. And it's a good way to meet people that are running yep. marathons Yep, and then hooking up with them and training, even though you really don't want to. <laughs> Because yeah. you because you run like I'll just run the extra two miles or right. the extra three miles with you. Yeah, you know? and it's it's amazing how to like. There was one. I mean, we live in Rochester, New York. So one Saturday it was nice, and the next Saturday it was pretty pretty <laughs> miserable out. And I remember I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend was in bed, and he's laying there, and I'm like, oh, he looks so comfortable and cozy, and I'm like, I can just get back in bed and like do this later, and. He's like, go. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, deciding on if I want to go to run group. And he's like, go. He's like, you're going to love it. You're going to have fun. You're going to see all of your friends. And then you're going to tell me later about how you saw all your friends and what you talked about. And he's like, just go. I'm like, oh, fine. So I'm like in the car, like pouting. I'm like, she just got back in bed. And then I do. I walked into Rochester running. I'm like, oh, my God. Hi. How is everybody? Hi. It's so good to see. Like, and then that's just it. And then the other great thing is, too, is that the people who I run with in my group, 
there's this woman sue and i we always run together and we just complain and vent the whole entire time like about our significant others and and we talk a lot about cooking so i don't want to say like my boyfriend's a wonderful guy so um but we talk about cooking and like especially when it gets around to like thanksgiving oh Mm -hmm. man i'm like I'm like this. It's hard to run with her because I'm like I'm so hungry by the end of it. Talking about all the pies and cakes and things that she makes. It's I, I'm like, when are we going to put on like a bake show for like Rasher Running Company? And you know, I, so now what you said, and he's going to hear that, and he's going to be like, "So, fam, you want to do a bake show?" Oh. You know, he's going to do that. That's to you. probably true. He's yeah. already probably right now writing down the, all the ideas, yeah, writing down the event. Oh, yeah, well, then like, the other event that I want is another, I want another women's night, Jonathan. Oh, I already told him I would plan that. So, okay. So that yeah. one's on the list. Make it happen. Yeah. What was that all about? Like, wasn't it Wazelle? Yes. And uh, Ellie Kiefer? Is that who it was? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I only went to part of it last year because of work, but um, mm-hmm. I would like to bring in a uh, handful of sports bras this year and get them to come in and do some stuff and uh, maybe do um, some – some other like what is it called um i cannot think of the term right now oh my gosh it just totally escaped me that's all right i'm writing down the phrase handful of sports bras oh i mean it's a great name honestly it's pretty (laughs) comical um when i went so i actually went to austin with jonathan and greg um and jonathan's fiance erica down to austin for uh the national running trade show Mm mm-hmm and that he said to me, he's like, you got to go to the handful uh, spot and go talk and go talk to the women over there. And I'm like, handful. I'm like, what? Like, what is that? And he's like, sports bras. And I started dying laughing. And I was like, what a great name that is. And honestly, it's like one of my favorite sports bras that I have. So, ladies, you should go to restaurant and company and go get a handful sports bra. Like, it's it's really see, they're nice. Like, look at those. They're they're fantastic. <laughs> we'll put a link in the show notes for for folks that. <laughs> I can't see this. I know they're really nice, though, ladies. If you if you know what I'm talking about, they don't cut you, which is really like nice. I so. I have friends in in the ultra world that like have taken their sports bra off and like just peeled their skin oh, off their back, like so gross. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gross. Yeah. yeah. So mm. those those haven't done that to me yet. So yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Let's close this tab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's um, – I guess where were we got off track here. Um, okay, so the running group is yeah. pretty pretty critical to you getting up and getting out of bed on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And you find your friends and you find your group there. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you get started? So Philly was your first half. Mm-hmm. And you had a friend that talked you into it. Mm-hmm. But how did you get going? Like, how did what what is what what got Lisa running? That's an interesting story. We, if we have a time, let's start from the beginning. And we, yeah, mm, okay, we got time. Okay, so the beginning is um, back when I was in high school. I played volleyball, and for volleyball, we had to run a mile. Like, and I think like by the end of the season, we were up to running two miles or whatever like that. In true Lisa fashion, I complained the whole entire time, did not want to do it. 
was not a long in that time long distance runner like two one to two miles like long distance you know mm-hmm. for like a 14 15 year old well kid. the track the track says that that's long distance runner too you're like i was on track and field what'd you do oh i did long distance yeah what oh the 800s <laughs> i know? used to love going then when it was softball time the coach would just be like go run go run two laps I'm like only half a mile it's so great um <laughs> So, yeah, so we started – I started, like, kind of running. In, I always liked sprinting. Sprinting was fine. Like, I played uh, volleyball, basketball, and softball. So, like, sprinting up and down the court was easy. Sprinting around bases was easy. Loved doing softball. I wanted to be just a base runner. Like, I wanted to go to college and, like, be just, like, a pro <laughs> base runner. Didn't want to hit. Didn't even want, just wanted to run the bases. Just want to be a pitch runner. That's all I want to do. So <laughs> Is there a lot of money in that? I don't know, but we can <laughs> pretend there is. Um, so, um, but fast – Fast forward, like, people knew that I did not like running distance, like, at all. So I was actually dating this guy at the time, and his family every year signed up for Boilermaker. And his mom, the one year, was like, would you like to do it with us? And I was like, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. Like, thank you for the offer, but no. And I was like, but I will gladly go cheer. I was like, I will go with you guys. I will cheer. I will do the whole cheering thing. Like, whatever. And then she also kind of knew, and she says to me, she's like, well, they finish at Saranac Brewery and there's beer involved. I knew you were going to say, the free beer gotcha. So, but I was still like, no, that's okay. Like, I have like no interest. Like, no, it's fine. So, and this also too, like she asked me, because at that time, like when registration opened, you needed to register right away or else you weren't going to get in. So she asked me like in February of that year, because registration happens in March. So she registers for all of them, all the family. So my boyfriend, his sister, themselves, like whatever. Then literally, like probably, I think a month before Boilermaker, my boyfriend at the time, his sister got hurt, like like severely hurt. Like she was at work on like a loft and like fell through the ceiling. Like, oh. yeah. And his mom like called me and was like, I don't want the bib to go to waste. So why don't you just take it and run? And I'm like. Were you actually running no. at that time? No. You hadn't run? No. Nothing? No. Zero. Like going to the gym, like I'd, like I'd go to the gym and like maybe I'd run a mile on the treadmill like if I felt like, oh, it's a great night, let's run a mile, you know? <laughs> um, but honestly, like I was an elliptical person, like I'd be like, yeah, like I'm the elliptical all night, like that's fine. Treadmill, no. Okay. So I was like, okay, like let's just, like let's just do it. But the worst part was his sister was not 21, so I couldn't even take part in drinking the beer anyway. So like that was oh. out too. So you got an under 21 bib? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> womp I, womp. Yeah. And I think at the time too, I was like, I want to say like 25 or 26. So yeah. like that's even like even more heart wrenching that you're, you're like, in, I can't. You were in your prime. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go and I do Boilermaker and I'm like, man, this is what. Everybody is talking about, and then by the way, too, I probably ran like three times before Boilermaker. I was living in, in Brockport at the time, so like I did like a couple out and back, like on on the canal. Canal, yeah. I got up to two miles. I was like, "You'll be fine. Like you'll make this." So was that was that at the time when the burrito shop was still at the canal in Brockport? Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's 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 why you run on the canal in Brockport is to have a burrito oh, afterwards. Yeah, those are deadly. In a good way. Um, So I go and do Boilermaker and I finish and I'm like, this is what, this is why people do races. I'm like, this is seriously like the most natural intoxicating high. Like I've ever, with everybody cheering and they're out there 
And like, here, take a popsicle. Here, crush ice. And you don't know who's official and who's not. Like, there's like, it, it was just amazing. And I was like, I get this now. So then I decided after that, I was like, I'm going to sign up for another another 5K and I'm going to like actually train for it and do and do one. I can't even remember what the next one was, but I just remember I went to it and it was here in Rochester and I was like, this is so sad. Like mm-hmm. no one comes out to these things oh, here. No. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is why people don't run because <laughs> because this is so sad. And I was like, this is You didn't know that you were at one of the no. biggest races in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Like one of the most popular, well attended, nope. like spectacle events. Nope. Had no yeah. idea. I was just like I thought that's what every race was. Mm-hmm. I was very mistaken, <laughs> very mistaken on that. So I mean, we still do have a real supportive running community for the most part, but the Boilermaker is a one-year event, a once-a-year event in Utica where people that don't even run come out to see the show. Right. I will say this, though. There is no race here in Rochester that compares with crowd wise. No, there's there, not. There's nothing you, that because compares. You, you, yeah, there's not. Yeah, I but mean, the, it, I, I will. I give credit to all the communities that come out mm-hmm. for like Flower City and the Rochester, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't compare. No, there's there aren't actually many races that are as well supported and as huge attended and like it's a spectator sport in yeah. Utica. Yeah. Then again. What else is there to do in Utica? <laughs> this is very true. It's very <laughs> so, true. This is what they make all their money off of, like but, that one day. I mean, Utica is a, a great town. Yeah. But as far as like going out and watching a thing, right. I mean, the Boilermaker is where it's at. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was my first race that I did. So then, I would love to hear what else is in Utica. I, I, I'm guessing that there's one person in Utica. Saranac. <laughs> There is a person in Utica that listened to this podcast that just said, why I ought to... Tomato pies? Is that... That's oh, Utica? Yep. And chicken riggies. Oh, that's it. I was going to yep. say pierogies, but yeah, it's chicken riggies. Chicken See, the riggies. beer's hitting me. I can't think straight now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. So you did not realize that you were at one of the biggest events. You got this <laughs> no. huge high from these crowds. Mm-hmm. And then you went to, I guess, uh, Rinky Dink 5K. Yeah. And you were like, Boo Earns. Yeah. But somehow you stuck at it. So what happened? <clears throat> I think what happened was I probably need to – I couldn't talk about my running career without one of my good friends, Meredith Fury, who I went to high school with. And in high school, she was like the track person, cross country. Like I'd be running volleyball and she'd be running cross country and like, you know, we'd say hi to each other or whatever. Um, but I think Meredith like saw that I had did Boilermaker and she was just like, oh, my God, I didn't know you were running. Like, like we should go running together and all this stuff. And so me being the hibernator that I am, like I started running on the treadmill like during the winter. Again, not very far, like one to two miles like still. And then something like in me was like, I'm going to make a goal that I think it was like June through September. I was going to do a 5K and so like Meredith helped me with my 5k and then Meredith actually the next year I decided to like transition to 10k's she ran my first 10k with me which was the lilac 10k and I was so nervous about doing it and I and like when I asked her to run it with me I actually didn't think she'd run it with me the whole entire time I just thought that like she would start with me and like peace out and take off and she literally ran with me the whole entire time 
paced me, encouraged me, and like got me through my first 10K and like helped me with my anxiety and like talked me off of a cliff. And I just told her like when it seemed like I was doing really bad, just to remind me that we were going to get fried Oreos afterwards. <laughs> and she did. She turned to me. And she's like, fried Oreos. I was like, oh, my God, yes, keep going. Like, let's not stop. So uh, Meredith has definitely been a person who's kept me going. Like I did the Johnny's race with her uh, this year, and we try to do as many races as we can together. So she's definitely a supporter. So that it's funny because you were nervous about a 10K. Yeah. You had already run a 10-miler. Well, oh, right? not, not at that point. You had already run Boilermaker. Yeah, well, just, just the 5K. Oh, you did the Boilermaker 5K. I did the Boilermaker 5K for, okay. I think, like three okay. years in a row. All right. All right. And it wasn't until, I don't even know when, that finally I was just like, I'm making the big leap to the 15K. And that was a huge thing, too. Huge anxiety and all of this stuff. And um, Got it. Yeah. Okay. So that makes a little bit more sense. Because I was like, you just ran the biggest race. But no, just the 5K. You ran the, you ran the kids race. Yeah. Which is good because I was like, this girl is afraid of marathons and she rips off a 10-miler never running before. <laughs> I was all confused for No, me. no, no, no. Started off with the 5K at Boilermaker. So, yeah, and then I started off with 5Ks, then okay. graduated to to 10Ks, and then that's when I was then I was like, okay, now I need to get faster. And mm-hmm, then, mm-hmm. then it was like, all right, now you just need to conquer the fear yep. of doing a half marathon. And Francesca talked me into that. It's been a slow progression. Yep. So do you still run with Meredith? Do you still see her? I see. I try to see her as much as we can. Meredith is a nurse, so we uh, have kind of opposite schedules sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she runs with Barry Runners, mm-hmm. um, and I've been invited to go out with them, so we got to make too. that work. Alana has invited me to go to Barry's running all the time, and I, yeah, I I should. Yeah, it's I hard. Don't. It's hard because it's on the same night as Speed Camp at uh-huh. Rochester Running Company, so. Mm-hmm. Especially like it goes back to like I'm paying to do the speed work because you have to pay for that roster running company, which well, is a very small amount. But. Well, yeah, but you're paying the, you're paying for the commitment. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not paying for the profit, right? right? You're paying because like I paid this money, right, to make sure that I show up, right? And so you're making sure you show up, yeah. Plus that dude's in your head. Oh yeah, Drew's always <laughs> in my head. He's- Drew and Jonathan, like, you know, they're both in like, there. He does it. He he did it to me the other day. You saw it. We were there. <laughs> and he's like, hey, everybody, we're going to do this run. We're going to do all these things. By the way, there's Chris O'Brien. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm, go run. Yeah. Why, why are you going to get on me? Because yeah. I was there in my slacks, and he knew I wasn't <laughs> running. And so he called me out. Yeah. Yeah, true. They're good people. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right. All right. So so you're stuck. You're hooked. Mm-hmm. You're officially defined as a runner. Mm-hmm. So, But I still don't define myself as a runner. It actually took somebody else to say to me that I'm a runner because like when I look at other people who – like I have friends who can run a 530 mile. I have friends who can run a 620 mile, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm over here like very proud of myself like when I run like – the other night at speed camp, I actually ran in uh, seven fifty two, and I was so I was Dude, freaking out over, about that's it. That's over the moon. Yeah, I was it's, freaking out. There's there's very very fast runners, right? And then there's runners, right? I mean, you can still be like, who? I run right now nine forty five to just go for a stroll. Yep. Which to me 
is fine mm-hmm. now. It's fine. And I have friends who have never broke a 10-minute mile. Right. They're still runners. They've yeah. never They've never broke 10 minutes, right? Yeah. And we all talk about that struggle of like, hey, we should go running. And then somebody's like, oh, you're too fast for yeah. me. And you're like, no, I totally just want to go running with you. Right. Like, let's go run. Right. So, yeah, you're kind of a run- You hang out at a running <laughs> store. I know. I do. I do hang out there. And, and actually, ha- by hanging out, I really do because there's some Fridays when I go over there like on my lunch and I'm like, hey, hey. what's going on? And like, I'll go get a pizza from... Mm-hmm. down the beer market and i'll come back in and have a like a half pizza with jonathan and we'll just like talk about things and then i'll be like okay i'm going back to work now yeah and then Bye. he's like no stay yeah he's like you want a beer and i'm like no i can't have a beer <laughs> no like, i'm going back to, to work, work. <laughs> yeah. Like- yeah yeah <laughs> that's the way it works um so yeah so you're you're stuck you're a runner mm-hmm. um so like what now good question yeah i don't know um, I definitely want to get some more half marathons under my belt. I, w- I would actually – so I do try to set small goals for myself every year. Um, I didn't have a goal going into this race season, and then one of my friends, Jen Lachelle, posted something on on her Instagram about, like, how sometimes it's good just to get back to basics um, and, like, with running and things like that. And that kind of – made me think that I think that's what this year is going to be for me, not to be every time I go out, like, I need to PR or every time, like, I need to be, you know, strict with training for something. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why Cherry Blossom was so enjoyable. Like, I was just like, I'm just going to run it. And I did good, and I got out of my head, and I was just like, you know, like, enjoying my music and being like, oh, those Cherry Blossoms really are pretty and things like that. And so I think that's, like, kind of – my new goal. And I say all this and then I signed up for Flower City. So we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks when I'm at the starting line. And then I'm like, out of my way. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit like. You'll be all knees and elbows. Oh, my God. I'll hit like the 130 mark and I'll be like, I just want to finish. <laughs> so. So, um, so Boston is Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to go to Boston? I'm going to go cheer. Okay. Um, Rasha Running Company. Some some of us are heading down. So I'm going to go cheer. Tent, the tent is at mile 23? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go down with them, go cheer. Uh, I'm going to try to stop at Treehouse on the way, go grab some Treehouse beer. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Drink, drink as the runners go by. So yeah, yeah that's, that's the plan as of right now to go. So. Put, put one in the trunk for your favorite podcast host. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. I like that bright. Bright is... Uh, Bright's my favorite. Doppelganger. Yeah. Doppelganger. That's, that's mm-hmm. my favorite. I haven't had a doppelganger. Oh, a so. good, if that mm-hmm. one's there, I'll make sure to get mm-hmm. that one for you. <sighs> so that's that's neat. Um, so you're going to go to Boston. Yeah. You've been to Boston before, right? Not for the marathon. Oh, okay. Just to – and it's actually, you know, I will say that that is kind of a bucket list item of mine, just to go mm-hmm. to Boston for the marathon, not necessarily to, mm-hmm. to run in it, but mm-hmm. – Mm-hmm. To experience it, because I've had other yeah. friends who have actually lived in Boston. They're like, Patriots Day is amazing. They're like, just to be yeah. in the excitement of the city. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But you're going to a marathon to, <laughs> to clap and cheer at mile 23. Yeah. Which is great. And it's I supposed th- to like be thunderstorms and stuff it like always, that. It always is. I know. I'm driving it's, You know, I mean, but look what happened last year, right? Like that's how Desi won. Yeah. Because right? Desi's tough. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so thunderstorms don't don't make no difference. Oh, I know. Right? Yeah. She's not a hibernator though, I would guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I, yeah, there's a downfall. That's definitely a downfall. No, it's, you're, you're still on the elliptical. You're still busting it out. Yeah. I do Orange Theory. So, I mean, like in the wintertime mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for anybody who does Orange Theory. So that kind of – when I'm not doing like the speed workouts outside, I, I tell myself that Orange Theory makes up for that. Yeah. So, so, so um, is the strength training and all that a big component of uh, – so do you run for fitness? Do you run for fun? Did it start with fitness? Did it start with fun? I think it started with fitness and it's turned into a little bit of both. I honestly, like I definitely notice I feel better when I run, um, both mentally and physically, except like when I'm actually like injured. Um, But I mean, I noticed a real difference in my running. I think probably when I combined the speed work with Rochester Running Company and Orange Theory, like that's like definitely... When mm-hmm. I saw a big difference in everything, um, not even like just time wise, but like your clothes start to fit differently and you're like, oh, I have muscles where I was supposed to have <laughs> muscles before. And so, yeah. yeah, definitely lifting weights is a huge uh, was a that was something that somebody, you know, they're like, if you really want to see change, like you need to start lifting weights. And but for me going on my own to like the gym and just kind of coming up with my own program was not working for me. So for me. I'm totally okay with paying somebody and having them like being like, you need to up your weight and this is what you're going to do today. Yeah. I, you know, anybody who's listened to two episodes of this podcast has heard me twice say, I don't like picking things up and putting them down, yeah. but I know that I should, Yeah, you know, and I, I know it would be great. And, uh, it's like, you know, it's something you should yeah. do it. Yeah. You know? I think that's part of the reason why I like orange theories because, Half the class you're on the treadmill, half the class you're like on on the floor, they call it. So like free weights or like TRX straps and stuff like that. So I, I've i never done CrossFit. Like that's another thing. Like I've never had interest in CrossFit. But like, you know, some of my friends who do CrossFit and run, like mm-hmm. good for them. But mm-hmm. yeah, so Orange Theory for me like right. has that balance of yep. things that I enjoy. Again, and again, I'm in and out in an hour. I don't got to think about anything. It's nice. An hour. That's a nice component for you, isn't it? Yeah. I'll try I'll try to keep this tight. I mean, I'm and... a TV producer, so I got to time things down, you know? Like, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I even plan it. So you told me, like, I needed to be here at 6 o'clock. And I'm like, okay, if I need to be there at 6 o'clock, I need to leave work by this time. And I need to stop at fifth frame by this time so I can be there by this time. And then I texted you. I was yeah. running late and I was very disappointed <laughs> in myself. So, But we got some amazing beer. So. We did, and it's good, and you're it's fine because you know here's the thing: like, there's not another show on after this one. <laughs> like, See, in my world, normally there is. So I got a yeah. countdown clock, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, there's 30 seconds. Okay. I used to put a timer on oh, this monitor. It's so stressful, and it would stress everybody out. Yeah, and the only reason I did it was so that people knew, like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's fine. Yeah. It can say 35 minutes. It can say 75 minutes. It was really for me to, like, make a note mm-hmm. to say, at 60 minutes, Lisa said a really funny thing about sports bras. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> and that yeah. was why I had it there. But yeah. it used to wig people out. Like, oh, I believe they, it. They would just stare at it. They'd keep, like, this picture of these chicken riggies up here. Oh, those they, look good, actually. They would just keep staring at it, you know? And so I had to get I had to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's uh, you know, I think the idea of the, again the groups and the motivation mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you, my one of my favorite tricks is to like randomly text somebody on Friday night and be like running seven thirty tomorrow morning, <laughs> you know, and then they'll be like okay, and then I'm like, why did I just do that? Yeah, 
and now now I'm roped in. So right. thirty to nine. That's that's like a thing I do to to do for me. Right. And I'm lucky that I have friends that tolerate yeah. such behavior. <laughs> that was Meredith and I this past year we did a Feast of Burden for for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And if anybody remembers this past Thanksgiving in twenty eighteen, it was very cold. Yes. And so literally like I same thing as like Cherry Blossom. I'm texting her probably like a half hour before the race. I'm like, are we doing this? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, are you sure? Like waiting for her to back out. Because I'm like, if she backs out, I don't have to go. And she's like, yes, I'll see you there. And I was like, okay. And then we both said to each other, like we were each other's motivation to like come and do the race. And her mom did the race with us and stuff too. So that was, that's a lot of fun. It's, it's good to have run buddies because honestly i don't if i didn't have my run buddies i don't think that i would be able to do half the things that i yeah. do well so you'd probably still be able to do them but nobody but I would, wouldn't want to yeah. yeah and nobody would give you the nudge to actually do them <laughs> right that's true that's very true that's yeah. uh, and honestly like not to make this a thing again because i know it's going right to his head that's what john's really good at right like mm-hmm. you mentioned a thing to john and john's like yeah go and you're like oh crap i'm doing the thing i just said i can't even believe it right no i know he's definitely yeah he's definitely that way you know like like i mentioned boston to him one time like yeah i'll go cheer next thing i know he's like you're you're coming like you're on the list i was like oh you're on yeah you're there or like going to austin with them to the trade show he's like you said you were coming yeah you're bringing you're bringing snacks (laughs) 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 that's true we usually bring the beer so yeah yeah um those are snacks yeah that's true yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good time over there restaurant and company yeah, so you had um you had mentioned your music and I noticed that you are a music runner. Yeah. What's that about? Um I don't use music when I run in group runs like at Rochester Running Company. So like when we do the group runs like on Saturday, I think the first time I ran it, I ran with music and I quickly learned like big mistake. Because everybody's talking and chatting. Yeah. Chatty bunch. Yeah. But that's also good, though, because, you know, something that I've always knew, but I never followed that people are like, you should be able to talk while you run your long distances. There you go. So, and I was, when I first training with fam. (laughs) (laughs) You pocket, no kidding. Um, So, when I first started running, though, I was running like with the nines because I would go and I'd do my shorter distances and I was running like with the nine group and I felt really good and then I'd peace out. And then like as I started doing longer distances, I did 930 and like now I run with the tens and like the tens is like a fun like little group that I run with. But so I don't use music when I run with them. I don't use music when I do the speed camp or the speed workouts on Tuesday. I usually just listen to my music when I do the races, when I do my races and that's just like i think for it's just a me thing i think because i'm so used to listening to other people talk now honestly like cherry blossom i couldn't even tell you like what songs came on or anything like that because also like i'm in my head thinking about what i'm going to be doing afterwards yeah you knew your splits down to the second <laughs> so and you're like i don't think i really pay attention <laughs> yeah so but like i'm i mean like this my slowest mile actually was uh, I'm going to Europe this summer with a friend and, and in my head I was thinking like, oh, we still got to plan this and we still got to plan that and we still got to do this. And then my watch went off and I was like, oh, man, I slowed down. OK, I got to pick up. And then I'm like, oh, pretty trees and all this stuff. Like I definitely have things in my head because if I start thinking about I'm hurting, I don't feel good, 
Mm-hmm. It's all downhill. But mm-hmm. like that last mile is probably in, in any in any race that I do, my last mile is probably like the most aware I am of people on the course, how my body's feeling, trying to find the finish line. That sort of thing. Like, yeah, Cherry Blossom, people were like, you're so close, you're so close. And they had signs that it's like 400 meters and all of this stuff. And I'm like, they're lying. What is going on? Like, I was like, I was getting so mad. I'm trying to hustle and, you know, cross as quickly as I can and stuff like that. But the last mile is probably when I snap out of, like, my music, Mm -hmm. making my list of what I'm going to do for the rest of the day, Haze, and I focus in on everything. And then I cross the finish line and I'm just like... Oh, you just did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now back to life. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, I need water and I need food. Yeah. That's that's the thing that I've learned when I'm not running that I know that I instantly forget once I'm running is if you're spending your whole run wishing for the finish line Mm -hmm. and then once you hit it, Mm -hmm. like you're you're done running. Mm -hmm. Like you don't get to run anymore. Right. You have to go back to life. Right. So just enjoy it. It's really great to just enjoy the running part of it. Mm -hmm. And I know that now, but I don't know that at mile 21 of a marathon. (laughs) At mile 21 of a marathon, I'm like, you're like, oh, I just want to be done. Yeah. And then, and then once you're done, the the world comes rushing back at you. Yeah. So you got to just kind of take it. Yeah. And roll. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. So what kind of what's your jam? What kind of music you listen to? Oh, I so I will admit I listen to Pandora, which people laugh at me about. I'm not a Spotify person. Um, uh, that's fine. Uh, Pandora is the OG. I think as I cultivated like such a good yeah. like thing on there that I don't yeah. want to get it's away the, from it. Spotify is for millennials. I'm technically a millennial. I know. That's fine. But like, you got the OG of streaming music services. Thank you. I appreciate that. That makes me feel like a badass over here. Um, <laughs> so I do listen to a lot of like Panic at the Disco and like Fall Out Boy and go. stuff like that. Like that's like I just put on my Panic at the Disco Pandora mm-hmm. channel. So and that's just the two people make fun of me for liking Panic at the Disco. What? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's when I that's when I grew up, though. I yeah. mean, I've seen them like four or five times in concert. I no knew when they were back at the drive in. I knew all oh, that stuff. God. <laughs> But Brendan Urie is just so fantastic in concert. Yeah. Like, how can you not go jam out to him? He's what about, like, uh, Jimmy Eat World? They don't pop up on there that often, a yeah. little bit. Um, I think Newfound Glory popped up the other day, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> so, yeah, but that's, like, the stuff that I listen to. And then, like, cool down stuff is, like, I go, I go kind of – I guess this is old school because they're not together anymore, but, like – the Civil Wars, like I like the Civil Wars, okay, and like uh, Nathaniel Rateliff, like I got a channel on there for that. So like that's like sometimes like cool downs or like you need to like take a minute. But yeah, Panic at the Disco is probably definitely my jam. They got some good, some good stuff on there. Like um, Gospel is like one of my favorite songs. I don't mm. know if that's exactly a good one to run to. It's a really great music video. So, all right. So that's your jam. That's some <laughs> yeah. that's some good running music, though. Honestly, yeah. like. But I do notice though, if it's like a slower like tempo or a slower beat, I do match the music. So mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why yep. you gotta you know have. So have you heard of like the uh, Brain FM or the Jog FM? Or, you know, running beats per minute. Like yeah, you know, yeah. So you could do that. Yeah, we could tell Coach Drew about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> he can get some EDM in oh there. Oh, my God. You can start doing, like, you know, house beats at speed workouts. I think Drew would get annoyed <laughs> by that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would be that would be interesting. <laughs> Actually, probably one of my favorite races, though, Drew did uh, – he was the MC of. That was probably one of my favorite races that I ever, ever did. And I don't know if they're going to the, do it again. The beer mile? Yes. Mm-hmm. The beer mile. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a man fit for that job. <laughs> he was – but we did MC <laughs> we did MC duties together at uh, Unlimited Breadsticks. You did, and did that the- that was fun. <laughs> that was my first uh, trail half marathon that yeah. I ever did. So that was a hot, hot day. Yes, it started out chilly. Yes. and then got so very, very hot. Yes, and what was so interesting about that thing? I'll share a little. Uh, I I thought. Olive Garden at the end of a race was a terrible idea. I said, that's the – who wants Olive Garden? <laughs> and then I got to the finish line of that race. And it never tasted so good in your was, life. There was so – oh, it was amazing. I know. I know. <laughs> it was so good. I, I was like, unlimited breadsticks? Really? Yeah. Were you serious about that? Because I'm a house these. Right. <laughs> what time did you finish? Because did we finish around the same time? I think so. I finished um, just under three, I believe, because that was like my goal. I was like pretty proud of myself for not running like a trail I half. I was so and... hot. I wonder. I don't even know what I finished. But um, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. I know we caught up to each other at, we one, did. at one point in the course. And I think yep. I was just like, you, you're good. Because my Garmin was off that race. That was when I knew I needed a new Garmin because. Yeah. And we ran, we were in the apple farm together, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I thought we were at like mile seven or yeah. something like that. And people were like, oh, no, we're only at mile five. And yeah. I'm like, go get out of here. Go home. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> it was, it was starting to get hot at that point. And I was like, you're all drunk. You need to go home. The heat's getting to you. And then we got to a water station. I was like, what water station is this? I was like, is this mile nine? And they're like, no, this is mile seven. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. But it was. I mean, like, honestly, that was a beautiful race. It was really great. It did. It just got hot out very, very quickly. And, yeah, I just remember I crossed the finish line. And if there, if anybody goes and looks up pictures from that race, you can you can actually see me as I cross the finish line. I'm yelling, thank God. Um, I, I was – I mean, but I was floored at how – how wrong I was. <laughs> like, I couldn't have been more wrong. I was like, that is, I am not going anywhere. No, thank you. And th- and then, and like, yeah, people were looking at me like, dude, save some for the fish. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even know, like, yeah, I just remember I crossed the finish line and I looked at the food and I'm like, I can't even eat that right now. And then I sat for like 10 minutes and then I think Greg came over. Somebody came over to me. Maybe it was Jonathan. He's like, he's like, hey, there's there's beer over there. And I was like, wait, what? And <laughs> yeah, and there was like some single cut over there and it's pretty yep, happy about he that. The, he had the half stack. Yeah, and I That's started. Solid. Yeah, and I think that came from One Stop Brew Shop. So shout out to One Stop Brew Shop. They're my favorite uh, beer shop in Rochester to go to if you're looking for anything. They got a lot of good stuff over there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lisa Familetti, the walk-in advertisement I right am. <laughs> Can you tell I work in TV? Um, <laughs> got to drop the names where I can. But yeah, no, uh, the unlimited breadsticks. And then I just remember I only ate like two breadsticks. And later that day, I was like, what was I thinking? Like I should have ate more. But – the Alfredo, like the linguine Alfredo, never tasted 
so uh, good to me in my life. Right? And like being Italian mm-hmm. and having real Italian, like growing up, like like poo, like you know, don't you don't eat Olive Garden. And then that day, I was just like, nobody look at me, turn away. It was just so, <laughs> was so good. so good. It was so hot out. It was so good. I was so wrong. Yeah. And and oh yeah. So anyway, <laughs> unlimited breadsticks. That's the Very thing. Good. Yeah. So a half marathon in September. You know, it's a uh, like it half marathon in September. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty good. Yeah. As a beginner trail half, there's some challenges in it. Yeah. But there's no overwhelming silly climbs. Right. There's no um, aside from the start. There's not super technical trail. Right. The start is a little rooty, a little I, rocky. I will admit I rolled my ankle in the first mile on that. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. But little ones, little rolls. Yeah. You were fine. Well, then I did it again at like mile like 10 or something like that. And I, but I finished and I was happy with it. But yeah, that's the one thing, you know, that's nice about trail runs and that sometimes I think people forget, like you run a little, you walk a little. Oh no, look at me. 246. Yeah, we were right okay. there. Okay. Oh wait, scroll, oh, what was mine then? Scroll down. Oh, this is fascinating. Oh, look there right you there. Are. 254. What? I did better than I even thought. That's so awesome. And see, now Sarah and I were together almost the whole entire race. And that's that's like, you know, right there, like the power of like encouraging people and keeping pace with each other. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she, because uh, Sarah Whitcomb was there with two of her other friends and they just randomly decided to do it. And th- those three ladies were lovely the whole entire time chatting with them getting to know them and they were like talking about how their husbands were home with the kids and they were scared what they would be doing and I'm just like <laughs> dying laughing and then I'm also like suckers I'm not married and don't have kids like this why like no um <laughs> so so it was just you know it's just it was just it's a great experience but that's just it like you're again going to running like you meet interesting people and mm-hmm. you're sharing your story as you're running and we're like hot walking through the field and we're like, oh, it's so hot and, you know, commiserating together and yep. then you run together. And and you, you, you share things running with absolute strangers. I that, know, right? <laughs> right. That perhaps you're like, I just said that. Yeah. And, it, and it's okay that I just said that. Right. But under no other circumstance would I have ever said that thing. It's because the heat and the sweat and everything is and getting huffing, to you. And yeah. the huffing and yeah. the breathing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do feel a little bad though because at Cherry Blossom, so I was wearing my Rochester Running Company slinglet because I'm an ambassador for Rochester Running Company. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have known. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, and this woman runs up next to me and I had my headphones in and she's like, Hi, are you from Rochester, New York? And I'm like, Yeah. And she's like, I went to school at NAS. And I was like, I went to school at Fisher. And like we high fived each other. Probably one of the few times you'll f- see Fisher and NAS people getting along. And she was like, oh, yeah. She's like, do you still live in Rochester? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, like I wanted to be like, clear, like this is this is last mile of the race. And I'm like dying. And I wanted to be like, well, clearly I live in Rochester. <laughs> like I'm wearing the shirt. But I didn't want to say that. And I was like, yeah, I still live in Rochester. And she's like, oh, I moved down here to D.C. And I was like, oh, my God, good for you. And then I said to her, and I felt really bad. I was like, I'd love to talk more. But I can't keep pace and talk. And I was like, it was very nice meeting you. And she like booked it. And then I'm like. Oh God! What is she doing that I'm not doing right now? Like that was my thought, and then then it was maybe she like, trained for the race. Maybe she did, <laughs> but then she was like walking, like she was running and like talking with her friends. I'm like, see, there it is, there it is. She's friends here, and that's what she's doing. <laughs> Lucky woman. Hey, you know, but she lives in D.C., so I mean, I mean, DC's beautiful though. Yeah, but she doesn't live in Rochester. 
I love Rochester. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. People me ask too. me all the time if I'm going to move. No, I am. I am unapologetically unapo- in love with our city. Yeah, I lived in New York City for a little while and yeah. came back to Rochester. I tell people, it's funny because I say to people, people who complain about Rochester, the first thing I say to them, I was like, you were born and raised here, weren't you? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you need to move away for one you or two live. years. Yep. And then you need to come back and you will learn how yep. lucky you are to be in a city like Rochester. Yeah. I really feel like you have to leave your hometown. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you have to leave it in order to love it. Mm-hmm. So technically, Rochester, if you want to get technical, Rochester's not my hometown. East Bethany, New York is my hometown. Okay. Which nobody knows where that is, so I just say I'm from Batavia. If anybody – I'm like – my one friend from college described it best as Batavia being purgatory. Um, like, it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's really true. It doesn't know if it wants to be Buffalo. It doesn't know if it wants to be Rochester. Because when something great happens, like, both cities claim it as, like, mm. like their own. Um, but city, But Batavia is its own little city. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I grew up in Batavia and, uh, yeah, grew up in the country. And then I came – I have family in Rochester and that's like what drew me to Rochester. So my mom grew up in Gates and my grandparents um, lived in Gates my whole entire life and my cousins up here and stuff like that. And, you know, again, being Italian, like when you say family, it's not just your parents and my siblings. It's like, you know, my 10 cousins who are around my yeah. age and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we were up here like every Sunday – for dinner and stuff like that. And I knew, actually, I wanted to go to school in Boston. I wanted to go to college in Boston. And my mother quickly said no to that, which like, I was devastated Like you're going to leave the family? She told me, <laughs> she she nicely like laid out all the pamphlets that like I had signed out for for colleges in Boston and was like, what is this? Like I just came, that's the, that's the Italian guilt. Like she just laid, like I just remember I walked in, like walked home from school or got in the house from school. And they're just out on the table, and I'm like, crap, she knows. And she's like, what is this? Do you want to explain this to me? And I was like, "Whoa, I want to go to school in Boston. I was like, preferably Emerson, because they're very good at communications, maybe. And uh, my mother was like, no, three-hour radius. She's like, and I was like, three-hour radius? She's like, so if you want to go out of state, she's like, you can go to Ohio or Pennsylvania. And I was like, no way. I was like, I don't want to go to go to there. And my sister went to school in Pennsylvania. So my mom was like, you can go to Pennsylvania if you want to. And I was like, nope, not doing that. And then I was like, fine. The only place I wanted to go in-state, there were two places. Brockport and Fisher were the only two colleges like in-state that I really wanted to go to. And I I was in love with Fisher for a long time. And I went to St. John Fisher. And I'm a proud proud mm-hmm. alumni of Fisher. So, yeah. Well, she saved you from a life in Boston. Oh, but oh. – <laughs> yeah, but now I'll go Monday and be like, look at what I could have had, Mom. Uh, yeah, no, but kidding. then you might have already run 10 Boston marathons. That's true. Right? And it wouldn't be special oh, on Monday. That's so true. And then I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. No, so. you'd be in Boston somewhere. I know. Probably on some bigger podcast or something. <laughs> no. So East Bethany, New York is home to Rolling Hills Asylum, Oh, apparently. God, yes. And I never want to go in there ever. Um, <laughs> but the, the biggest claim to fame uh, in East Bethany besides Rolling Hills is um, DeSalvo's Christmas Tree Lights. They are right down the street from my parents. My parents' house is like the turnaround point. Um, if anybody ever goes out there for uh, mm. Christmas Tree Lights. They were supposed to be on a, on a TV show, but... I don't know mm. what happened with that. So, okay, um, yeah. yeah, I was in uh, Batavia on Monday, 
And I will be uh, back in Batavia on Monday again. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's great. I had some good Mexican food. Oh, from where? Los Compadres. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. So. A, I will admit, I'm not a big Mexican food fan. Neither, neither am I. Okay. But it was good. It was authentic. Do you eat Sport yeah. of Kings? Like Sport of Kings is like the best greasy diner in that's, all of Batavia. That's what I heard. I was so not good. with people that were interested in greasy diner. So good. I was with some people that wanted to go to Alex's okay. and then some people that wanted to go to Los Compadres. Okay. So we went to Los Compadres. Interesting. I mean, when I go home, it's got to be Sport of Kings. That's like one of our places we always – that was like the hangout when we were kids. For like a uh, a work lunch? I've never been to Batavia for a work – I mean, if I'm in Batavia for a work lunch, it's usually because we're out there recording something for work. Like – we did a, something at Oliver's Candies, and um, and then like afterwards, I told my coworkers, I was like, "Sorry, I'm picking lunch. Get in the car. We're going to Sport of Kings." <laughs> so we went. So I had a friend. Uh, so Sean Story, and this is one of the real early episodes of the podcast, probably like around nine or ten. Anyways, he ran Beast of Burden. Okay, and he did a hundred miler, and um, the next morning, a group of us went out, we were driving home, and we're like, it's time to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and we stopped, and we ate at a place that was, as we're looking out the window, we could see Sport of Kings. Okay. So it was like across a street or something. And we thought Sport of Kings meant like it was the racetrack. And I would be, and I was like, why is the racetrack in the middle of the city? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it kind of is a little bit because <laughs> the racetrack is on the other side of the street over there, like right yeah. behind like Tops Plaza a little bit. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, uh, mm, Batavian, your local newspaper there. Yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to do some research. I'm trying to do some journalistic. <laughs> I got a TV producer here. I know. I'm, I'm throwing do... you off with everything that I'm like talking to uh, no, you about. No, I'm, I'm trying to do good. Here. I know you are. I mean, I can bring stuff back to running if you want. No, this is great. We've we've <laughs> talked about running. Now we want to learn about fam, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, so the menu for the Sport of Kings includes... The Chicken uh, Royal or Chicken Royale is like uh, my favorite thing. Chicken Royale. It's chicken huh? sandwich with some uh, bacon on it. Clearly, mm-hmm. I am... Not vegan or vegetarian by any means. I, you know, I mean, to each their own is what I say. Oh my god, they is got, this their website? Oh no, no, I like, Man, I've never been on their website. So fascinating. They used to be open twenty four hours, and they're not open twenty four hours anymore, and it's very devastating to me, honestly. Because I could is, remember being a kid, like coming back from Darien Lake and going to Sport of Kings after a concert, and it's like the best well, thing like ever, right? Yeah. Yeah, because, you, you know, you're like 18-year-old and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm so cool. Like, I just got done, like, going to a show at Darien Lake and now I'm at Sport of Kings and it's midnight. Like, oh, like, yeah. Batavia yeah, exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Like, yeah, Batavia. But then, like, I remember my one friend, he did, he sh- he shot ketchup up on the ceiling and then for years that stain was there and every time I would go into Sport of Kings, like, I'd be like, oh, that was from us from that one night when we were a bunch bunch of jerk teenagers shooting ketchup at the ceiling well not me but he was and then they replaced it and then i got so sad i was like oh my memories of childhood are gone they, they, they cleaned up their <laughs> they restaurant did. they did and you're gonna they hold did. it against they, them they made themselves better so 
Yeah, um, we uh, sadly in Buffalo, Buffalo, the home of Thin Man. You guys got Thin Man Brewery, which is well, great. Twelve well, Gates Brewery, fantastic. We we did not have any of those when I lived in That's Buffalo. True. That's very true. <laughs> we had the gen- breweries. We had the General Mills cereal company mm. that's what we got yes 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 you know that's that's our thing so i'm i'm looking i see some steak and eggs i see some chicken fingers oh their chicken fingers are good yeah <laughs> um finger mill it looks like a good old diner it is but i don't see a royale but it says i don't know what the hell i'm doing here it's yelp i don't know what's going on but Let's, they have a tuna melt yeah? Yeah, I don't know. I just saw that on there. I don't like tuna melt. I've never had one, honestly. I don't. Why would you even heat up mayonnaise? Why well, would you? I was you, thinking uh, tuna. Yeah, but then the, the tuna, it's the tuna grossness. Yeah. It's not It's not like a piece of like. Uh, I like tuna, but I mean, I'm not sure I'd like it. Yeah, but it's like not that. a piece of sushi tuna. Mm, that's a good point. You're getting the, you're getting the uh, albacore. White, like mixed with the mayonnaise, thrown on a piece of sourdough and heated till it's like drippy and goo. Now you just gross me out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a tuna now, melt. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of gross. But Rochester but, garbage plates, though, those are amazing. Right, but they look out. Uh, so I don't. Again, I don't agree with the heated mayonnaise. So I don't get mac salad on my garbage plates. But the mac salad, like. Balances and counteracts oh, to the, the to the potatoes. I get it. Everybody looks at me like I'm from Mars when I'm just from Buffalo, but they look at me like I'm from Mars. Well, no, I mean I have to admit I just used to get all like mm-hmm. all potato. Like I never yeah. used to do. Well, that's what I get. I get cheeseburger, home fry, French fry, no onions. No onions. I'm a no onion yep. person. Yeah, cheeseburger, home fry, French fry, no onions. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just been. But some places, like, uh, so Dogtown mm-hmm. has a great garbage plate. Yes, they do. And that's when I get I get the vegan garbage plate when I go to Dogtown. I've never I, had that. I think that's that's why I would go there. I should so get I, that next time. We, my boyfriend likes Dogtown, yeah, and he so likes get, South Wedge Hots. Mm, South Wedge is good, too. Yeah. But you get the, uh, you get the vegan garbage plate and they got this vegan chili that they put over the top of it and then their home fries are like deep fried super good super good but see i couldn't even eat that after a race what i want after a race like usually like my my treat yourself like meal after a race is honestly going to tap and mail it Mm. getting really good beer and i just want poutine and i love the poutine truck i get it but there's something about tap and mail's poutine that mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. And petite, my poutine, petite poutine is great mm-hmm. and is tap and mallet. We could have two great poutines in the city. Oh, it's know. okay. Yeah. Because what makes a great poutine is the gravy. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It's You can't screw up the fries. Sure. Right. But you can have a basic fry. Mm-hmm. It's all about the gravy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And yeah, those are both great. They don't... You don't have to have one at the exclusion of the other. <laughs> we can love both of them equally. That was all I wanted last year yeah. after I finished Flower City for the half marathon. I yeah. told my friends, I was like, meet me at Tap and Mallet at like, I think it was like 4 o'clock, 3 or 4 o'clock. I was like, I just want a beer and poutine. If you don't want that, that's fine. I was <laughs> you don't like, want that, I don't know who you are. Yeah, I'm like, I'll go by myself and have it. I don't even care at this point. Like, That's like my like go-to, my go-to meal. Or, good- or biscuits and gravy. 
That was... Huh. Where do you get biscuits and gravy after a race? So after after Cherry Blossom, I was like, well, it's... We went to um, a local restaurant, Church Key, and they opened at 11.30. So we got there like around noon. And I was like, man, I really want poutine. <laughs> but they didn't have poutine. Mm. So the next best thing on that I saw was biscuits and gravy. And so that's what I got from them. And then I'm like, man, this is a good, like, I should start changing this up and doing some biscuits and gravy. And I will admit, when we went to Vermont and we did the the half marathon in Vermont, I ate a lot of biscuits and gravy when we were in Vermont, like pretty much everywhere we went. I was like, I'm just going to pretend I'm carbo-loading for this race. And I got, <laughs> I ate a lot of biscuits and gravy. You know, Vermont is Vermont has a lot of – if you can look past the big giant signs, <laughs> you see the small signs, yeah. Vermont's pretty amazing. Because like, in New York, we have huge signs mm-hmm. that tell you, come to this place. Yeah. In Vermont, they have sign laws, mm-hmm. right? So you don't get a big giant sign. Right. So – if you're looking for like who has the biggest sign in the right, no, you got to find a little place that says we have great sandwiches. And that's where you go. <laughs> well, you know? when we went, we went the week before uh, elections. And so there were just Bernie Sanders signs all over, which was fantastic. Like we were like picking people were like count the signs. Whoever has the most signs like has to buy <laughs> the next round, like that sort of thing. Like dinner's on you if you have the least amount of like political signs tonight. Like that's what we were doing. We were having a great time. So yeah, yeah it was fun up there. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful. It's my, it's my favorite state in the union. Really? I, I'm in love with Rochester, mm-hmm. but I would live in Vermont. Mm. And and I would take I would probably take more of Vermont mm-hmm. than I would of New York. Okay, but I love our city. Yeah, you know, it's so just, it was just beautiful up there. Driving through and the and the half that we did, the turnaround point was on Lake Champlain, and it was mm-hmm. it was beautiful. And we just and I remember I got to that point and I wanted to stop and take a picture, but I was doing. But you're working. But I was doing good, and yeah, I was like, I can't working. stop now. So, because my goal was to do that marathon under two hours. Um, what was the name of that one? Oh my gosh, uh, Shelburne or Shelbourne? Oh, was it the was it the VT unplugged? No, it was in Shelburne. Yes, and it wasn't VT unplugged. I don't think so. I think it was just the Shelburne half marathon. Okay, because Shelburne is a beautiful little town, sleepy, yeah. nice. Yeah, I love it. I have a very good college friend in there. That lived there for a long time, and we always we used to say we always should go hang out. And then then he moved to Rochester, and okay. we still always say we should always hang out. But boy, were we great college friends! Yeah. <laughs> we really were. Um, but Shelburne is very nice. Yeah, there's uh, there's a brewery in there. Um, there's a couple of breweries, but Foam is up there. So that so <laughs> that was how I got my friends to go with me. So the the whole. I'm like the little mastermind sometimes behind some of our running trips. Yeah. So my one friend, Sarah, and I, we we were like, we need to find a half that we can do that's like farther in the fall or maybe early winter to like keep us motivated. So I decided to Google like 10 best half marathons in the United States or something like that. And this marathon came up. And so I sent it to Sarah, my friend Sarah, and I was like, hey, you and I can do this. And while we're there, I'm like – we can we can hit up some breweries because the race was on I think the race was on Sunday actually. I was like so we can go up like I was like we can go up there Saturday, the race is on Sunday, we can go hit up some breweries Sunday and like leave Monday, like take one day off of work and like come back Monday. 
And so when we were doing research, we were like, oh, yeah, Foam's not that far away, um, Burlington Brewery, and uh, there was another one that we Did went to. Did you go to. to Switchback? I don't think that's where we – no, mm, I don't think that's where Switchback's we Switchback's my favorite. Switchback is – it's almost like Vermont – classic okay like magic hat did the thing and then they got big and then they sold out Mm -hmm. switchbacks always been switchback yeah just quietly doing their thing i wanted to go to alchemist Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that was like another like hour out and back and so we didn't do that but fiddlehead yeah that's where fiddlehead is uh we almost always stop there because there's a pizza place right next to it. So that was actually our plan. Grab a growler, go next door, eat some pizza. That was originally our plan was to go to um, was to go run the half and then go back to Fiddlehead and get pizza, I think, for dinner. But then when we ran the race, I think I spoiled my friend's plans because I said to them, I was like, we got to go back and take pictures on the turnaround point out by Lake Champlain. I was like, it was so beautiful. I'm like, we can't not go back and take photos. So by the time we finished the half and like went back and, you know, showered and did all that and like ate breakfast, that was what we did. Like we went right back out to like Lake Champlain, like the turnaround point. And then we went to, th- mm-hmm. and by that point, you know, it's like two o'clock because we went to all the breweries. We went to Foam um, and Burlington. And why can't I think of where the other place that we went? Well, if you went to Foam and you went to Fiddlehead, in that same area, zero, zero gravity. gravity. Yes, that's where we went. <laughs> hey, we said that together. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can picture it. Like, why can't I think of the name of it right now? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's th- those were the three that we hit up. Um, and it was really good. So I, I did say to my friends, I was like, next time we should come back. We tried to go hiking up a hill before we left um, when we did the Vermont race. They have a few hills. Just but- a few, just a couple. And we tried to do one, my friend, she picked it out and um, it was, but it was interesting though, because, you know, because the elevation is so crazy there. So we're driving up to the spot to park and we're looking out the window and we're like, um, now there's snow. And so we weren't, oh, yeah. <laughs> we weren't prepared for like snow. Yeah. And then we got to the point and my one friend, she was like, I'm not going to go. Like, you know, I don't have the proper shoes for this and all of this stuff. And, of course, there's me. I'm like, well, we came this far. I'm not stopping now. And, like, and so I'm, like, trucking along. I'm like, and I wasn't anticipating going very far. And then some of my other friends started following me. And we went as far as we could before it got too icy. And then we turned back around. But it was, but it's so crazy. Like, there's no snow, a little bit of snow, a little bit more. Then it's like snow and ice, and then you're like, all right, now we got to start coming back down. And yeah. also, too, with running those hills the day before, I was in pain. I'm like, I'm like, I can't lift my legs this high. I'm like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, I yeah. just want to go back to the car and get out the foam roller. I'm like, no, this isn't happening right now. So, And I was not prepared for it to be like mm-hmm. that. So I'm literally like wearing a different pair of like sneakers that I brought. And I had like layers on like when we got there. And then I got out of the car and I was like, oh, this isn't happening. And then I put on like another layer. And <laughs> so like I wasn't prepared for it at all. And again, my one friend, Dan, who I mentioned before, he was really nice. He was like, he's like, we'll go as far as we can. He's like, when you start to feel uncomfortable or if you want to turn around, just like let me. Because he had like real hiking boots. Like he was prepared. And he was like, when you want to turn around, just, like, let me know. And so, like, we got to a point, and I was like, I'm fine going up, but now I'm concerned about going down because of the ice. Mm-hmm. And I did. I fell. 
Yeah, well. So, but it was like, a, you know, not a hard fall, but I'm like, I'm totally going to fall coming down this. And boop, there I went. So. Womp womp. Yeah. I'm like the klutzy one <laughs> out of everybody. I don't know how that happened. Because you run on the elliptical machine. That's, <laughs> that's why. That's probably why. You're very right. All right. So I think, I mean, we've covered, I don't know. I don't know what we covered. We covered why Lisa runs, when Lisa runs, and mm-hmm. where Lisa runs. and. Mm-hmm. A lot of Rasha Running Company. Yeah, see, you said it again. I did. He's gonna, he's like Candyman. You say his name like three times, he's going to show up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. You're kind of right. He's going to yeah. get a bigger ego after this, isn't he? It's going all right to his <sighs> giant ears. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned him so no, much. No, it's fine. I mean, he's he's fine. Jonathan, it's fine. He'll be okay. Yeah, that's true. Because the, peop- <laughs> the people at Rochester Running Company. Yeah, it's not all Jonathan. It's not. Like, it's, no, it's if the you, people. If you go there on a Saturday, you can probably ignore him. Yeah. It's the people <laughs> that are there doing the group runs. Greg is great, too, you know. You know, like, that's the thing. When we talk about Rochester Running Company, we keep saying Jonathan. But we forget but, about Greg. But really, isn't this all about Greg? It is, because let's point out, he's the one who is the mastermind behind the breadsticks. All these things. Yeah. yeah all and, these things. And also, I will say this too, Greg did the one day take a lot of time with me and Dan, and he looked up um, running shells for us and mm. gave us all this great information and Greg is fantastic. And like when we again, when we went, all went down to Austin, like we had a great time. And Greg showed me how to ride a scooter for yeah. the first time down there. And, and if it was you've, great. And if you've <laughs> ever seen a funny video of theirs on Instagram, it's probably Greg's idea. It's because Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. He's so like the unsung hero over there. the Greg. Yeah. And yeah. Greg's, Greg's an ultra runner, you know? he's uh, He stepped up into the 40 milers. He ran many and a Jenny like a boss. Oh, I know. And he's like doing the, the climbing, the rock climbing, mm-hmm. but not like like the ice like picking yeah. stuff. I yeah. don't even know. I don't even know what it's called. I can't even do it justice. But I think it's just called the ice climbing. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god! But like he posts these things, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" So we, I actually did the run beer climb with them because he's the mastermind behind that too. Yeah, he's and got all their good ideas, really. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I, I will admit, I was slightly intimidated doing the run climb beer, um, and. Because I haven't done rock climbing in a while. Like the last time I did it was probably honestly when I was in high school. So it was the first time I had done it in a while. And Greg is just like spider monkey climbing and doing all of these things. And here's me like an hour in being like, my arms are tired. <laughs> Dude, an hour of climbing? Please. But I, but I yeah. also, and then I, I texted my one friend. Actually, she was, she ran into me. I was walking out. And my one good friend, Laura Howard, was walking in. And I said to her, I'm like, I'm so tired. And she was like, well, didn't you take breaks? And I'm like, am I supposed to? And she's like, yes. She's like, you're supposed to, like, climb and, like, take a break. And, like, you climb and then you take a break. And and Laura is actually a great runner, too. She's another huge supporter um, of me and my running, Laura Howard. She's very fantastic. She started out, like, doing doing races. And now she does trails. And she volunteers at... At like Twisted Branch and all these things, and 
she puts me to shame with a lot of the stuff that she does. So. I don't know that she puts you to shame. I will agree that she's a fantastic person. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll put a little link. Oh, look at her. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> That's a, you know, she's been on a uh, podcast a couple times. Yeah, Laura's great. Good people cultivate good people. Right. So I'm, I'm, I, when you said my good friend Laura Howard, I'm like, oh. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, Laura and I met in college, actually. Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. We used to work. It's funny because we used to work out together like at uh, the rack. And then Laura got like really into running before I got into running. And so uh, I always just feel like she's like three or four steps ahead of me, like literally. Like She's three or four steps ahead of most people. Yeah. Honestly. Like, yeah. She already knows like that you're doing this podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> She's probably going to be like, hey, Chris, when are you putting out FAM's podcast? <laughs> and I'm going to be like, how would you know? Laura and I should come on together. That would be probably very interesting. So, yeah. But Laura's a great cook, too. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You, oh, man. She is. She's a fantastic cook. Her husband's a good cook. I love yep. going over there. And they're like, hey, you want to come over for dinner? Yes. yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. And then I'm like, what can I bring? And it's like, I shouldn't bring anything yeah. because they are just fantastic people yep. so it's like i should just bring a bottle of wine or something over because i yeah. can't just just enjoy it right yeah just, just enjoy the ride yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly it yeah just go with the flow don't don't wish for it to be over <laughs> oh i know yeah it's exactly it yeah yeah we um with the twisted branch meetings we uh usually somebody will host it and mm-hmm. we did uh we had um, make your own pizza night at Laura's house. So. Of course. And of course, like all the ingredients are like, you're like, whoa, I guess I'll have some of these and some of these and yep. some of this and some of this. Was know? her husband John there that night or did she John, kick him out? So John came, John, John shows up at the end. Of course. Okay. <laughs> he shows up and he goes, hey, y'all. <laughs> very John. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's very, very true. Yep. Oh that's, my god, that's perfect. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um but yeah, so uh Rochester Running Company is all about Greg. And <laughs> you can meet good people like Laura Howard and Lisa Familetti. Yes. And John owes me at least twelve really crappy beers for this <laughs> podcast. Well, the case I brought you earlier didn't count? No, that, I guess those are the ones. Oh, okay. There you go. You got you, uh, provided some 26.2. I got That's all the rage right now, right? I mean... Honestly, it wasn't too bad. He had them um, the other night at the store. Um, he did a Boston send-off party. Mm-hmm. Everybody who uh, is partaking... Which was great. Yeah. yeah. Who's partaking. The list is huge. It's like 50 people from Rochester. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why I'm going to go down and cheer. Um, I mean, Francesca, my good friend Francesca is in it. I'm really excited about it. Um, Aaron Nobles, who's one of my friends, he's in it too, and I'm pretty excited. So I just figured like this was the good year to yeah. knock that off the bucket list. So I'm so excited that he did that. When I saw like the list, that, like that he compiled yeah. 50 people from Rochester that were running, it was like... That's what he does, right? Yeah. Like, so it's pretty good. Yeah. His goal is to bring people together in Rochester. So, um, mm-hmm. and that was part of the thing. That was one of the things that, like, drew me to Rochester Running Company. So it's not just about 
It's not just about Coach Drew. No, it's not. And it's not just a store. <laughs> like, it really is about, you know, yeah. community and bringing people together and what we can do for Rochester. Like, you know, they do the cleanup days and that sort of thing. So it's, yep. it's much more. Another than one just... of Greg's great ideas. That was Greg's idea? <laughs> I'm sure of it. That's true. That's a good point. I don't know why I just questioned <laughs> that. Yeah. So Rochester Running Company, for me, is more than a store. It's definitely... Yeah. I definitely feel like I finally found a place where I belong. So uh, You found a place to consistently get you out of bed on Saturday morning? <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, no. I'm a little weird. I'm a little different, you know. So I found a place where I can find mm-hmm. like-minded people who want to help Rochester and make Rochester a stronger community, Not and not just in running. That's good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. We uh, we ran the gamut. We talked about beer and Rochester Running Company and a few races, and then we circled back to beer, went revisiting Rochester Running Company. We did talk about one Medved race in there, the Feast of Burden. Uh, we talked a little bit more about Rochester Running Company and Drew and John and Group Runs. So anyways, if you want to see any of those things, including Chicken Riggies, go check out the show notes. Runninginsideoutpodcast.com slash 078. You can also find them in like the podcast player that you're listening to, like if you're one of those people, like I am. Uh, you can also find information on the Strava Run Group and the Patreon page. If you want to share your runs and see all the cool routes, we didn't even talk about running the city. Like, that's another huge thing that we didn't even do. Like, uh, uh, I'm so terrible at this. Um, (laughs) So anyways, if you want to share your runs and see all the cool local routes that other listeners are running, join the Strava Run Group, and you can find that on the podcast page as well. Uh, Keep in mind, the number one way you can always support the show is to tell a friend and help them subscribe. Still not sure why people don't understand how to subscribe to podcasts, so we all have to help them. Last thing, I'm always interested in your comments and your feedback on the show. Email me, chris at runninginsideoutpodcast.com. Thank you all for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends. Thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to create more stories. Until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.